Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor at FightfulWrestling.com. It is the morning after, well, it's few hours after New Japan Dominion. Uh, we had UFC 238 last night. We had Triple G versus Rolls last night. We had Super Showdown on Friday. And I wanted to give you all some Dominion coverage. I didn't advertise this because I wasn't sure at what point I'd be able to do it. Uh, I didn't want to ask Andrew and Jeremy to do it as we have had just wild shifts this weekend to cover everything that happened. It's just, it's been overwhelming and awesome. And I really enjoyed it. It was a good time covering all these shows and, uh, I'm not going to pretend like this is going to be as in-depth as a lot of the WWE reviews, the AEW reviews, uh, but I did get a chance to watch the show. I packed it in this morning, woke up a little bit early after the UFC card, and here we are. <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to know what you guys think about uh, this New Japan Dominion card and what happened on it. I'm going to touch on the major points, some of the big title changes, and of course I'll give you guys all the results. Uh, so make sure you guys support the the coverage that Joe Holbert does. If you're up and and you're around early, uh, tune in, leave your comments, your predictions, uh, all that stuff. Whenever he does those, John Moxley squashed Humano in like four minutes. This was good. It's what it needed to be, man. John Moxley is the hottest thing in pro wrestling, and you know I, I don't know his rule set, so to speak, in him coming into New Japan. Uh, he's very good at keeping that stuff secret unless he goes on talk as Jericho. But he won this in four minutes and completely decimated Shota. It was just one-sided. It was creative. It was it was different in the ring than we've seen a lot of him. I mean, of course, that match against Juice was excellent. I didn't really get to talk about that at length as I didn't review that show. But, man, that was an awesome match. And I said it was a guy who couldn't get a push on NXT TV some people took that I, me saying Juice couldn't sniff NXT TV as being uh, way too literal. He couldn't get a push. He couldn't get a sustained push on NXT TV. And John Moxley was overexposed in WWE. And they met in the middle with creativity and, and an awesome match. And I really like this. This isn't something you see a ton of on a show like Dominion. A complete and total squash in under four minutes? That's cool. I like it. It was very, very cool. So Moxley dragged Shota off after this match, and I thought that was kind of cool too. But the big story of this was John Moxley once in the G1. Whoa. I didn't expect that to happen. 
<laughs> I don't know that a, a ton of people did. I mean, maybe some hoped, but John Moxley before wow, before AEW launches is going to uh, hit the G1. Now, as we've heard from a lot of people, basically people that I've interviewed, uh, guys like MJF and Janela, once AEW TV starts, th- those contracts are exclusive. That's it. And New Japan has even said that they, they are just capitalizing on the freedoms in which AEW contracts allow. Now, I don't know if that means in the regard of them just booking AEW talent or if they mean capitalizing before these TV deals go into play and TV contracts go into play. Because if it is the latter, well, then we know that John Moxley's not going to win the G1. And, you know, maybe he won't anyway, but you just never know what can happen in wrestling. That's the thing. You just never know. I'll ask people all the time, like, hey, what's up with this? And there'll be wrestlers or promoters and they'll be like, oh, you should know. And I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Hold on. I saw the NWA championship get defended on multiple pay-per-views last year. I didn't expect that. I don't. I shouldn't know anything. It's not my job to know. It's not my job to assume. I can editorialize a little bit, but I, I got to know eventually at the end of the day. And with this New Japan and Moxley thing with the G1, there's a lot of questions to be answered. There's a lot of things that we don't know right now. So I'm, I'm really interested in this. And to be honest with you, man, a month ago or even a couple months ago, I'm not quite sure that New Japan has this domestic buzz here in the States or international buzz here in the States, whichever you want to call it based on where you live. But they picked up Jericho for the main event. They picked up John Moxley, and then there was a big debut tonight. I'll go ahead and talk about it. Katsuyori Shibata brings out Kenta. The former Hideo Itami did not have a strong run in WWE and – I think anybody that really saw him early on in that four-and-a-half-year run kind of knew that it wasn't going to be what a lot of people expected it to be. Now, this isn't – I know a lot of you aren't familiar with, with Kenta and aren't familiar with New Japan. This is not like a big return. He's not a New Japan regular. I think he worked there in 02, maybe, maybe a uh, – cooperative show in 2011 or something of that nature, but he had a, I think it was a Goodfellas themed takeover shirt. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting. He wants in the G1 too. Oh boy. Well, uh, that buzz just got significantly higher. Regardless of of what I think about Kenta's WWE work, and, and I wasn't very high on it. I mean, just admittedly it, it wasn't my thing it wasn't and and he wasn't the guy that WWE was looking for when they signed it and WWE wasn't what he wanted when he signed there man so fightful.com broke the news of him asking for his release and he has not wrestled since it's been a smooth four months for him February March April May yeah four four and a half months and I think a lot of people thought that maybe he would go back to Noah. I mean, you saw Pac head back to Dragon Gate. Has a wealth of just loyalty there. That ain't the case. But New Japan, I, I think, like I said, even though I'm not big on his work, New Japan picking him up, boy, is that good for them. Because they lost all those AEW guys. 
they don't have just this this ton of familiarity with the American audience these days. And even though Kenta doesn't have a ton of that, he does have some of that. And he does have that being a Japanese star and being able to, to do a lot of the things that, that they want him to do. Now, uh, he fits their mold, too. If he can go back to that style, they're not going to ban him from doing his move. That's for damn sure. This was very interesting. This is very interesting. <laughs> Shingo Takagi and Kojima. I loved this. This was so fun. Uh, check out Jeremy Lambert's interview with Kojima. The 48-year-old won't commit to retiring from the G1. Oh, man, this was good. So I, the Takagi stuff, man, he has just really emerged and done a lot of great stuff that, that – um, that I think is just going to pay off. Just it, how, how do I say it? It's going to be amazing for him and New Japan. Now, he, you know, he's no spring chicken, but in New Japan, that doesn't matter if you're 35 and you're kind of just starting your run in the company. Well, why is that? Well, because they got guys like Kojima who are there at 48 and have still contributed so much. Um, you know, I, I'm okay with Kojima's. Chops, they, they do bear, they do wear on me a little bit. Um, Shingo had a great, great uh, DDT, and <laughs> I love the pump handle uh, finish that he does. I'm, I'm really, really all in on Shingo Takagi, and he wants in the G1 too. You want to build hype for the G1? Takagi, Kenta, Moxley, all in. All in the match. That's really good. That's that's a really good early lineup. Big on Takagi, man. So early on, you have Moxley, dominate, look great, G1. Takagi, good match, looked great, G1. Kenta, show up, surprise, G1. Now, that's just the first three things I reviewed. Those things didn't happen in sequential order. I didn't expect this one to happen. Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi. Defeated the Suzuki Goon combo of Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. Well, I can't pretend that, that I expected that. I love the double submission between uh, Saber and Suzuki, but um, yeah, uh, figured. I mean, hey, Liger's on his retirement tour. All right, it went about nine minutes. Could have been a little bit shorter. Tanahashi Juice. And Taguchi defeated Jay White, Owens, and Ishimori. About one about nine, ten minutes, I think. Uh, this was this was to run back the Tanahashi, Jay White thing. I really liked uh, Ta- Jay White just moving out of the way of that dumb ass bump that Taguchi does. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a fan of that. Chase Owens, he's he's speeding up in the ring a little bit. If he can get in like in main event shape, I think that he'll get a, a mid-card push there. But until that happens, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I always like Juice Robinson's work. This was this was what it was. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii defeated Taichi. Now, a bit controversially, a lot of people don't understand. I know I don't want to say I, I haven't ever said that I don't like Ishii's work. I don't. I, maybe I'm mistaken. I said I'm not as big of a fan of it as a lot of people. Well, there's a reason for that. 
I'm not big on the stand there, get punched in the face and welcome somebody to punch you gimmick. I have admittedly done that in my own matches and I don't like it. It, I look back and I want to make sense of stuff and I get it. He's a tough guy and that's his, his gimmick and that's his thing. He's the stone pit bull, all that stuff. I understand it, but it does not work for me. Is he a good wrestler? You damn right he is. He's an outstanding wrestler. And he uh, re- regained the never open weight championship here. I'm not a Tai Chi guy, man. He's too much gimmick. I can't remember one time anybody's recommended me a Tai Chi match. I can't remember one time I've recommended a Tai Chi match. It is not my deal. Not my deal. I don't want it. <laughs> Oh, man, and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere either. I thought after I think he was off Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, ah, maybe I don't have to deal with Taiichi quite as much anymore. Nope. I mean, and they got to keep him for depth. Like, they do have to keep him for depth because, you know, what happens when you lose all the AEW guys? Well, you got to step back and you got to go to a guy like Taiichi, unfortunately, to replenish those cupboards. Uh, Nigel Coleman says, I think there was a good Tai Chi match in the New Japan Cup, I think. He's just not my speed. And it's okay. It's okay for him to not be my speed. Because not everything in New Japan is going to be my speed. And I like so much of what New Japan presents that it's okay. Also, not quite my speed. A 16 and a half minute Gorillas of Destiny LIJ match. Gorillas of Destiny win this. There was just a miserable spot in this match where Giotto came out and, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, loved the powerbomb from Ishii. Should have went into a pin, though. That was a little bit weird. Uh, And his uh, German suplex was awesome, too. I didn't necessarily need this going so long, but I want to say the the motor on Tamatanga is underrated. Tama Tonga can go 100 miles an hour and does not slow down. And when you got Sonata in there, Sonata can do the same thing. And they had this awesome spot where they were. It looked like Tama Tonga was trying to take Sonata's legs out from under him. And that was, that was really cool. Uh, that being said, I didn't hate the match or anything. I just don't think that it needed to go 16 minutes. And there was that spot where Giotto held that goddamn kendo stick up for what felt like an hour waiting on Bushi to show up and take it from him and spit that mist in his face. It took forever. He just sat there, hands cocked back, evil in place, ready for it. Then Bushi showed up. Man, that looked bad. It was embarrassing. You then go into the finish where LIJ looked like they're about to have, uh, about to have uh, their victory. But Tamatanga rolls up. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Evil and got the win. I'm a big Tamatanga dude. I like him, man. I think he's got. You want to talk about a WWE guy? Ooh, that's a guy they would love to have. But you know they wouldn't book him right. But if WWE had Tamatanga, then he would. Man, he's like I said, that motor, that Roman Reigns motor too. There are just some guys that can go 100 miles an hour and don't get really tired. And Tamatanga is much faster than Roman Reigns in that regard. But uh, just guys that you don't see get exhausted a lot, 
That's them. That is them. Ooh, where's the damp cloth for my forehead? Will Ospreay, Dragon Lee. Wow. Now, the unfortunate thing is I feel like so much of this division is overshadowed by the rumored return of Hiromu Takahashi every single show. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, guys, it's been 11 months. It ain't there. It hasn't happened. And I hate that um, so much of this does get overshadowed by that because this was very good. Osprey, when he starts, I, I don't want to say gets a little bit stiffer, but when his stuff looks a little less choreographed, I'll be all in on him being probably best wrestler in the world. He's definitely... Uh, since Leo Rush isn't wrestling, uh, and I consider Leo Rush the most physically gifted, like until you see Leo Rush live, you might not understand what I say, but it's the way that he's able to cut in the ring and just change his body movement and stuff like that. That's why I say physically gifted and not best wrestler in the world. It's got to be Osprey right now. That guy just keeps doing stuff, and Dragon Lee was right there. There was that dive... <laughs> That suicide dive from inside the ring, and it caught Osprey, who was sitting on the the barricade, and they flew over the table. That was amazing. The Hurricane Rana from in the ring to the apron, but Osprey landed on his feet. He sat out of the, or didn't sat out, he stood up out of what could have been an orange crush bomb, hit that spin kick. It was amazing. Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee really put on in this match? Is it is it any surprise at this point? Brian says the hand flip, uh, handspring flip kick from Osprey was amazing. Yeah, this was awesome. This was very very good. Uh, and like I said, when you got you're you're now seeing Ricochet in matches that can display his athleticism. You're not seeing Leo Rush on TV at all. Will Ospreay is going out every single time, having amazing matches, doing incredible things, finding new transitions and new ways to get in and out of things that I've never seen before. So it's it's a tight race in that what I would consider most physically gifted wrestler in the world thing because it's it's really down to those few guys. One is going out and doing crazy things every single night. One is just now getting the opportunity, and one is sitting at home. We got to stop overshadowing 
these IWGP junior heavyweight matches with the return of Tagahashi that may or may not come. They deserve more than that. They deserve more than that. Imagine watching this right after Undertaker Goldberg. So something I want to bring up on this show, and now I get it, New Japan doesn't always put every title on the line, but they got way too many goddamn titles. There is no six-man titles. And you know what? Taguchi, Makabe, Yano, they weren't doing anything else on this show. Okay. There was no junior heavyweight tag team championship on this show. There was no United States championship on this show. You got to consolidate some of those. I don't think that we need another title in that tag team division. I think that they need to consolidate the junior heavyweight and the ju- and the, the heavyweight tag team titles. And it's, it's something, you know, that has been talked about for a while and was especially talked about when the Young Bucks were around. But I look at that and I'm like, okay, I get it. They, they've been around for 20 years and they've got a nice little history. I'm ready to see those titles consolidated. I mean... Those titles have been defended, uh, I think, eight times over the last maybe 14 months. That's it? All right. Okay. Tetsuya Naito defeated Kota Ibushi to become the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. This was amazing. This was horrifying. This was a lot of things. Naito just uh, rolled through uh, a half Nelson suplex and then went right into an, an awesome DDT. Naito dropped Ibushi on his head like a hundred times. Just planned. Wasn't like an accident or anything. We're not talking about Goldberg and Lesnar here. Nobody can cuss themselves before the match. Ibushi dropped uh, Naito on his head going for a Destino. That was awesome. You got Naito doing a big DDT, and Ibushi spikes it on his head. I love uh, Ibushi going for the Bomaye, but walking right into a big suplex and uh, just a beautiful Destino. There are some times when Naito doesn't get all that Destino. Boy, he and he and Ibushi made sure that they got all of that match, all of that one. That was just, this match was unbelievable. If this match had three extra minutes from the, the tag title match, I would have been happy. Nigel Coleman says, nobody should be doing that spot on the ring apron. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. A lot of those head drops, I'm not keen on, especially considering that Kota Ibushi, many wondered if he'd ever work full time again after his neck injury. I sure did. But as far as art goes, this was art, my friends. This was amazing. This was a top flight match. This is uh, probably an 8.75 on my, my match rating scale. I haven't given these match ratings yet. I might do that soon. Didn't have a lot of time. Might go to the Home Depot. Got a lot of errands to run. Uh, this was just... This was two guys at the top levels going out of their way to do top-level things. 
going out of the way, out of their way to wow the crowd. Not letting their ego get in the way. Not running their head into shit before their match because they got some weird meathead ego problem. It was guys that are amazing at what they do, going out and doing amazing things, putting it together for the sake of an amazing match, and it wasn't for a main event. It wasn't for the top title. It's for a title they're trying to make mean as much as that top title. Guys, leave me a thumbs up on this video if you like what we're doing here. Again, I want to thank Joe Holbert personally before we get in this main event. Joe Holbert covered back-to-back UFC and New Japan. Jeremy Lambert covered uh, a lot of the articles that came out of UFC and then covered a lot of them that came after uh, that, that came from New Japan. Andrew Thompson got up, covered New Japan. It was a wild day, man. We had so- sands of time, Saudi Arabia show yesterday afternoon, then I was up covering things all through, through that night. I woke up uh, early to cover things all through the day and through UFC to kind of give those guys a break. Then uh, you, you got that that triple threat of coverage. Those guys just staying up all through that. that. That meant so much to me. That was really great. We even had Triple G versus Rolls last night with Carlos Toro. We had Impact Wrestling with Ryan Cook last night. We had all hands on deck this weekend. That means a lot. I've got very like-minded individuals on my team. And, hey, that's why that's why we're doing what we're doing. Main event time. You could take or leave this one. This was all right. Okada retained against Chris Jericho. 25 minutes. Did not need to be 25 minutes. It's Okada. I understand. Jericho's a big name. He is a big deal. But um, the thing is, as Andrew Thompson pointed out in our live chat, to say that Jericho has not quite lost a step since last year, I think wouldn't be telling the truth based on what we've seen. That Omega match was not all I thought it was cracked up to be this past, this this last show. I thought the Naito match was amazing. The, the Evil match was good. Uh, I, I thought his work last year was very good. I don't think his work over the last three weeks has necessarily been Uh, 10 out of 10 match of the year territory. That being said, Chris Jericho, uh, I don't want to say losing a step, man. I don't want to say losing a step because I got to see him work a little more more consistently. But that Chris Jericho isn't necessarily a bad thing. Chris Jericho is still very good. Kazuchika Okada needed to win this match. He couldn't have Jericho win this. But if you're Jericho... I, I don't blame you for coming over and doing this. They set up a match with Tanahashi after this, but let's go through a couple of the spots. You know, it's typical Jericho these days. He grabs the camera, he throws it around, they brawl outside. There was a weird spot where Jericho caught Okada with the code breaker. And it was when Okada was doing his jump over the railing, and it didn't really catch him, but Callus was trying to make up for him and say, oh, he caught him really well. From the original camera angle, yeah, but not from the replay camera angle. And really not even from the original camera angle, it didn't look that great. By the way, I thought Callus was great tonight. He's amazing in New Japan. Uh, Okada's dropkick, come on. You know what it is. Uh, I loved the 
the Okada doing a code breaker. See, to me, as far as a performer, I put Okada up there with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's stuff that they used to do. They would steal people's finishes. And I love that. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Uh, Okada winning with a roll-up. Okay, that's something. Uh, Jericho beat down Okada after the match. I, I don't want to say that the Okada thing is getting Roman Reigns territory, but he did an awful lot of selling in this match. It felt like he was selling the entire time when I watched this. Now, when Tanahashi came over the, <laughs> the barricade, I thought for a second it was Jer- or it was Omega. I did. I was like, what? What is, what is Omega doing here? And it was mainly because of the sweatpants and the sneakers. That's why I thought it. It wasn't the case. It was not the case. So it looks like they're setting up for Tanahashi and Jericho. But if it wasn't that hot with Omega or Okada, I wonder how hot it's going to be with Tanahashi. That being said, hey, you know what? It's a match. Two legends, two icons. It's okay to do that. If he's finished, if Jericho's finishing up his New Japan, like Legends Tour, so to speak, whatever it may be, he hasn't fought Tanahashi yet. If you're New Japan, you probably want to put on New, uh, Jericho versus Tanahashi. If you're AEW, you might be saying, hey, Jericho, let's not put everybody over here. You're competing for our title. And I wonder what AEW thinks of this. The guy who's going to compete for their title. Losing to the IWGP heavyweight champion. I I don't know how political they are in that regard. I'm not sure. We got to see. To me, that would maybe be an issue. But I don't know their philosophy. Hmm. Let me know what you guys thought of New Japan Dominion. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. If you guys want to support Fightful directly, Check out FightfulSelect.com. I brought you this show. You'll have ad breaks in the video, but that's it. But FightfulSelect.com is our premium service, and it is uh, where I've broken, quite frankly, hundreds of stories at this point before they go up on Fightful.com. We have a midweek show, the Fightful Report podcast, where I break news, I talk stats, I give you injury updates, contract updates, I uh, review WD Network shows, I do bonus shows all the time. We have Warren Hayes, one of the great reviewers in wrestling, reviewing 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK every week. We have Steven Jensen with non-WWE stuff on the Fightful Report podcast every weekend. We have a retro review every week. We just have some amazing stuff over there that you guys can check out. Just go over there, hit up FightfulSelect.com, take a look at the perks. There's probably something that you'll uh, you'll like over there. But most importantly, it supports what we does do. We pay our writers. Whenever I, we started Fightful.com, I remember what I got paid a lot of other places, and I was like, you know what? I want to put these guys on salary. I want, I don't want them to worry about getting to the next article immediately. I don't want them to, to, to fly through this stuff. I want them to give you guys substance. That's what Joe Holbert does. That's what Andrew Thompson does. That's what Carlos Toro does. That's what uh, Jeremy Lambert does. Uh, so... We're, that That is a pretty direct way to support us. I'm going to see if uh, I can hit you guys up with some more New Japan coverage. we got lots of shows coming up this month. Lot, just lots of stuff. Uh, New Japan, uh, one of the, the USA guys, or at least Access guys, asked me about flying out to Dallas 
to do their media stuff. I would love to do it. Don't think I'm going to be able to, considering that weekend John Jones fights and it's Slammiversary weekend. But I would love to make that work. Also, it'd be me taking a Fourth of July flight. I don't know if that's that's the smartest thing to do. Don't know if that's a good one. <laughs> But uh, Fighter Fest is coming up this month. Best in the World is up coming up this month. You have Stomping Grounds. Of course, we had Dominion. Over on the Bellator side of things, there's two big Bellator shows. Uh, Musashi versus Lovato Jr., McDonald versus Gracie. Two big title matches. Not a ton of UFC that matters until the end of the month. No show next week. Leave a thumbs up on this. Subscribe. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.